views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. It is so great. It's so great. I get to have my friend and colleague, Dr. Friedman Schaub, join us here today. The Empowered Self Series. This is amazing. Now, I have to tell you how timely, Benny, this topic is. Now, wait a minute. Am I going to offend any listeners here? But Dr. Friedman may know what I'm talking about. Today's show topic is, Does Your Inner Child Run Your Life? I think we should ask Cam Chancellor about that. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. I actually pinged him. And, you know, I don't know if he actually replied or not. He's got a little bit bigger. I'm not taking any credit for him going back to joining the Seahawks. But I pinged him because there was this whole thing about God going on. You know, know, I'm going to turn it over to God. And so I just pinged him with a little saying that somebody said to me, years ago and it was something like I think I pinged him faith without works is dead please get back to work and you know I'm not saying that that's it but I think does your inner child run your life is a good topic now I don't know if Dr. Friedman <laughs> Schaub decided we're going to bring this conversation to the forefront or not many of you know who he is the founder of cellular wisdom it's a body mind spirit healing and empowerment program but it's actually more than that you know with his book smash book award-winning book the fear and anxiety solution the doors now start to open up so that we can look at what are we breaking through what are we coming from where the heck are we going and is fear and anxiety running the show cam is fear and anxiety running the show But clearly, today's show is, does your inner child run your life? I will tell you that for me, yes, for a lot of years. Dr. Friedman, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm always happy to be on the show. And it's definitely a topic that's very dear to my heart. And, uh, you know, I can tell you my inner child is always a little nervous when, you know, (laughs) there is a radio show coming or any talk or something like this. So there is definitely a part of me that is, you know, like I was taught as a child to have to be the best and have to perform and whatever that is triggered and i think that's a classic example of how sometimes we are falling into these little patterns and these emotional 
ways of uh, responding to certain situations that reminds of, oh my God, this is exactly how I felt when I was, you know, 10 years old. And, and those things we cannot ignore because they have a message to us, they have a meaning to us, and that's what the show is all about. Well, I, you know, part of this is really looking at what is an inner child, what it means. Now, I, I'm a little older than you, actually, a bit older, actually. But the thing <laughs> is that we heard a lot about the inner child when you're coming through the 70s, right? You know, there was a lot of dialogue about the inner child. Then the inner child went on sabbatical. And what mm. I mean by that, we stopped talking about it. And now we're bringing that conversation back. Uh, and I wanted to talk with you about this and, you know, and just kind of get your opinion about, you know, what happened. Did we decide that the inner child was all about, you know, love and peace in the 60s and it didn't make sense to people? Or, you know, did we have to go through some changes in life so that we knew how to bring that inner child conversation to contemporary times? Because it's not the 60s anymore, I think. Not. Yeah, well... Not uh... <laughs> I'm sure you know that the things changed since then also in relationship to uh, how to handle the inner child you know it's it's curious I mean this is something that we see in in many ways in in many disciplines that something disappears and then you know there is a renaissance and comes back and it's not really clear why it may come back if it's you know just like you know certain uh, books that were written, TV shows that came up, but there's certainly more interest now in the inner child. And, you know, what I find has changed is that uh, we are realizing that we need to also be really aware of our own inner child in order to be better parents. And, uh, you know, what the mistakes were that our parents, you know, unconsciously mostly did, we want to learn from. And we want to be in a place where, you know, obviously we are doing it not to our children. And so recognizing that there is something inside of us that is still aching mm. from the childhood, that's still dealing with confusions of that time, that is still living in some kind of a self-protective survival mode is really important when it comes to thriving and, and when it comes to being the the adult and the parent you want to be for your own children of course also for yourself so i think there is a there is a good chance that we can learn a lot from how we are dealing with the inner child on how we are dealing with life in general I want to ask you a question about, you know, moments and times of pain. And let me be specific about that. Um, for example, you know, I have heard you talk about this several times, and I think we're almost ready to do another relationship show because, you, you know, I don't know about your experience, but this whole idea of the wounded child, that wounded mm -hmm. inner child, seems to come up, you know, the, you know, you know, he or she seems to come up and show up when we're in relationship with other people, it could be a boss, it could be, um, you know, a loved one, it could be a new mm -hmm. relationship. I mean, there are many, many ways that, of course, the inner child can, you know, rise up and all of a sudden, you know, we're feeling that. But relationships seems to be, you know, these love romantic relationships seem to be where that inner child just creeps in there and just runs the life. Well, I mean, certainly relationships are one of the triggers, uh, you know, for many reasons. 
the relationship can be seen as a danger for that younger self inside because it may be the source of rejection, abandonment and hurt. So if the theme of your history was that, then letting anybody get close will always be looked at as a threat because, you know, opening your heart, trusting someone, there is of course a question, what if this gonna happen again? Then there is in relationship also that, you know, desire to have a need met that maybe the inner child didn't get met. You know, there is love, there is comfort, there is the feeling of being taken care of. And all of a sudden we are falling into a certain sense of neediness or dependency or maybe even expectations that the other person cannot really fulfill. You know, a classic situation is what I hear so many times, someone saying, well, you know, every person I'm with tells me at the beginning I'm this really confident, cool person, and then a month into the relationship, I turn into this little needy worm and they get totally turned off and confused and then the relationship ends. And that's where the inner child comes in, you know, where basically now there is a person that, you know, is seen as, you know, the next proximity person that, you know, can replace the parents. And so we are playing out subconsciously certain patterns and roles we have uh, played as as children. And, uh, and that's something where when we're not aware of, of course, we are just creating the same story over and over again. Um, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about, you know, how this inner child starts to look and feel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. show up. I mean, we talk about it quite a bit. And, you know, as I said, growing up in the 60s and so forth and 70s, there was a lot of conversation about it. A lot of therapy that was done about it. A lot of people really focusing on it. And, you know, Dr. Friedman, a lot of books that were really written about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I think that it's hard for us to even recognize what the inner child is. And what I mean by that is, how do I even know if my inner mm-hmm. child is running the show? What does she look like? For those of you, the guys out there, what does he look like? And how do I know it's my inner child and it's not me? Well, we're going to talk about this and much more. We're going to take a short break when we come back. Get ready to meet your inner child. And once you meet that inner child, once you meet her or him, Do you know what to do? Do you know what to say? How do we have a conversation that's healing, compassionate, and action-oriented? That's why Dr. Friedman Schaub is in the house. Make sure you check him out, thefearandanxietysolution.com, also cellularwisdom.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. is on my side Heaven and earth are finally aligned Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Make sure to add positive emotions to your counterbalancing thoughts. I know that feeling positive and compassionate toward yourself can be a huge challenge, especially when you're struggling with anxiety. Therefore, it's helpful to imagine that the main source of your negative self-talk is a younger part of your mind, which is just playing old tapes and repeating outdated protective programs. 
you will notice how much easier it is to speak in a calm, reassuring and comforting way when you visualize addressing an inner child. By counterbalancing your negative thoughts with kindness and compassion, you automatically shift your consciousness and attitude from I am powerless to I'm taking charge. Let the transition begin. Tune in to the hit show, Majestic Insights Radio, Success for Life's Transitions, with host Carrie Keith. Carrie is a gifted intuitive coach, healer, and teacher who will lead you through her empowering techniques of ancient wisdom and awareness so you can live your happiest, healthiest, and most vibrant life. Let Carrie teach you the tools of transformation that will help you experience success for all of life's transitions. To learn more about Carrie, visit www.majesticinsights.com. Are you feeling broken from your relationships? Are you second-guessing yourself about friends, family, and lovers? Tune in to the hit show that's creating a buzz in the love-seeking community. Love Seeker Radio, finding love for your authentic self with renowned love coach Heather Lynn. Tired of dissatisfying relationships? Kiss them goodbye and power up your love-seeker energy. Coach Heather Lynn reminds you that you can just be you, the beautiful and perfect you. Visit heatherlynncoaching.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Do you often find yourself feeling overwhelmed, overworked, or exhausted? Are you ready to embrace a life filled with more love, connection, and joy? Best of the month list and five-star rated on Amazon, Conscious Being by author TJ Woodward will awaken you to your true nature. To learn more about how to get your copy of Conscious Being, visit ConsciousBeingBook.com today. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Dr. Friedman Schaub joining us here today. The Empowered Self Series with co-host Dr. Friedman Schaub joining me here today. Does your inner child run your life? Well, you know, here's what I want to say. We are having a conversation about... um, you know about the inner child what is the inner child but you know dr friedman one of the things that i i said before was okay i'm not sure i even know how to recognize whether it's my inner child or it's me and i think that's probably you know one of the greatest challenges for people i think sometimes it's more obvious than others but other times i'm not sure and i'd love for you to talk about that is it me or is my in, is it my inner child? Well, when you say you, who do you mean? Well, the real me. <laughs> and you, the inner child isn't your real me? That's I mean, you know. That's the question, right? I mean, because we think our inner child is not us. You know, see, we think, oh, wait a minute, but maybe it is us. But what form of me is she? Is she the one that stands up for injustice? Or is she the one that feels sad when things are not happening? You know, 
what is the inner child? Because if I can't recognize her, then the question that becomes, how am I going to know if she's running my life? And actually, Dr. Friedman, is that such a bad thing? Uh, well, in many ways, you know, well, this is a, that's another question yeah, we're going to definitely get into because it's a very good one. But, you know, what I feel is what we are talking about is the inner child that is creating patterns that are you know, usually making us feel anxious, insecure, feeling not fitting in, you know, behaviors that we as a child have experienced. Now, if you feel like you had an inner child that was boisterous or let's say you had a childhood where you were boisterous happy everything was magical and wonderful well you may find that still at times coming up you know when you're on vacation or when you are just uh, playing with your kids i mean there may be these moments where you really feel oh yeah now i'm really back into that magic of my childhood but how many of us actually felt that during the childhood there was a lot of insecurity there was a lot of sense of maybe confusion or not feeling safe and and so we reacted to our environment to the people around us to certain you know ideas of threats in those patterns of self-protection one way you can tell that there is an inner child now at work and taking over is when you find yourself to act in, in certain immature ways and self-limiting ways that you feel like it doesn't really make sense that I'm like this, but I cannot help myself. I'm just doing it. Sometimes it feels even self-defeating. You know, let's say you're dealing with authority figures and all of a sudden you shrink. You feel very small and you feel like totally tongue-tied and nothing comes out. Or you feel like when you are criticized, you cannot really handle it. You either you know, get a temper tantrum or you pout and you don't want to talk. Or maybe it's like when you feel whenever there is some kind of a pressure or a deadline, you watch TV or you eat a lot of cookies and you procrastinate just like you did when you had to do your homework in school. You know, things like this can teach you a lot about yourself but also help you to trace back where it came from and and that is often the inner child it's like when you don't really recognize that there is you know an adult at work because you're acting feeling and thinking in much more childish and immature ways now the problem is when we do this our first response is not to think about the inner child our first response is to slap ourselves criticize ourselves tell ourselves we are bad, which doesn't really help. And especially when you think about an inner child, it doesn't help at all because it just makes that disconnect even worse. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about this, this, this idea of running the show, if we could, for a minute, because mm -hmm. that's, a, that's really the title of the show today. I mean, it is about the Empowered Self series, Does Your Inner Child Run Your Life? Uh, and and you know, this is a really good question. I mean, I did I did make a comment earlier. Of course, it was a Seahawks comment about Cam Chancellor, um, who has been holding out, and you know, holding out. What does that mean? He's been attempting to renegotiate his contract. And if you listened or watch some of the feedback, back and forth, back and forth, people commenting on this and commenting on that, you know, one might say, if we look at the surface, 
right? And we're looking at the surface because we're fans. We'll say, ah, that's an inner child running my life deal. But it may or may not have been. But to us, it might look like that. Yeah, it could be. But, you know, I mean, in this regard, I, yeah. I feel that probably the inner child was much more ready to play with the bodies and, you know, win a game because, you know, basically any kind of uh, sports is basically activating the inner child. You know, oh, I mean, you yeah. know, that's what we love to yeah. either watch it or play it. You know, just be out there and, uh, you know, hopefully win and have a good time. And I'm sure that his inner child said, hey, my my bodies are struggling. What am I doing here on the couch? I think it was maybe more the adult and maybe more the agent adult who made him sit there and wait for this and and scheme it out. So I'm not sure that this was really driven by emotions. See, the inner child is very emotional. And uh, it's 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 very impulsive in many ways, and that holdout wasn't really impulsive. That seemed to me much more calculated than that. Uh, when we when we look at this right, and we think to ourselves, okay, wait a minute, um, okay, now I'm acknowledging, Dr. Friedman, that this part exists. Um, and you said, well, wait a minute, our inner child likes to play sports, you know, likes to to do things like that. But the question really is now, what actually happens if the inner child runs our life? And, you know, it, 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 is it all bad? And I think that's really kind of the confusion around this. And it's been for years. You know, yeah, my inner child is running my life. But is that, is that such a bad thing, Dr. Friedman? Is that, is that such a bad thing? Well, it depends. When does right? that inner child go from good to bad? <laughs> Well, it really, I mean, it depends. So let's say, for example, and that's what we are assuming right now, that when the inner child runs your life and the inner child comes from a pain place, comes from a fear place, comes from a place where it feels rather not good enough about the world. And so it doesn't really know how to interact or it plays certain roles. You know, I, for example, I was the achiever because that's what I was told I had to be but I also was a pleaser and the peacemaker what that meant for me for a long time and I'm still falling into these patterns at times is that I rather try to help others and make sure that even in friendships all their needs are met than actually speaking up for myself and saying you know this is what I need I rather ask questions than actually talking about myself that was a pattern that you know I was basically from my childhood on taking on now you could say well that's not so bad you know a good listener a good question ask what's wrong with that well it's imbalanced it's not really coming from a place of fullness it doesn't really come from a place of wholeness it comes from that need to do something to get some kind of a security and approval and when that is happening when your inner child is running your life from that place you will always be in a neat place you will always somehow be in a survival place and that's where we have to you know to notice well is the inner child still there and makes itself heard and seen and felt because there are certain needs that haven't been met in the good old days it was about well you have an inner child you see her you see him you give him a hug all is good well that's not enough you know there is so much more complexity now 
to understanding what the inner child actually is about, its influence, its purpose. It's not about putting the inner child either somehow in the you know children's room, locking the door and being done with it. And it's also not about making the inner child grow up at light speed so that finally there is quiet in the mind. It's actually about to gain a deeper understanding, not only about the needs of that inner child, but also about the gifts it can share. And I think that's something that has changed in the meantime over the years to really honor the inner child more as a resource than seeing it just as an unruly nuisance. You know, one of the things that I I love talking with you about is how do we take something that is seen in such a strange way, right? How do we take something that is seen in such a strange way or even in a negative way and come to a different understanding about it? You know, one of the things that happens sometimes is we start to look at um, our lives and we talk about inner child and we start to feel like we are defective from that point of view. You know, that there's something about us that is just not normal. And isn't that in itself you know, feeding sort of, you know, a pathology of sorts, you know, this idea of how we look at ourselves and talk about ourselves, even if we are talking about an inner child. I totally agree. I mean, this is not about only the inner child. It's about any kind of emotional challenges, period. It's very quickly a, okay, I have a flaw, a disorder, I have a, you know, a weakness and I need to fix it. Our bandwidth of acceptance is very, very narrow. And every year, it seems like it gets smaller and smaller. There is a certain way we think we have to be, a certain standard we have to reach, a certain success level we have to somehow accomplish, and anything else is not acceptable. And and that is really something that I feel is creating in itself such an inner feeling of you know, rejection and confusion and and certainly uh, is further damaging the inner child. You know, when we are looking back at, you know, maybe uh, 50 or 100 years ago, I'm sure that, you know, especially in in cities, but also rural areas, you know, the childhoods were different and maybe a little bit harder because maybe children didn't have as much. But maybe it was more clearly lined out as, okay, this is you, the child, and this is what's expected from you, and we are the adults. You know, there was, there was not what happens now. The childhood already overlaid with certain expectations on what you need to do because the moment you are born, you already have to think about your college application. And that moment is already basically putting a lot of pressure on you. And, you know, what children are doing these days in regards to having to meet up expectations, what they are living in regards to how much time they are spending doing homework and extracurricular activities, there's really no room for the child to even figure out who he or she is. And I think that's something that has started already at the baby boomers, but it's getting worse and worse. And that will be something where a lot of people are going to deal with an inner child because after 30 or 40 years of just functioning and never having freedom, there will be a moment of a temper tantrum of an inner child that says, what about play? What Mm. about discovery? What about me? And I think we have to just, you know, start now 
to work with this and not wait until we have our, you know, severe depressions, burnouts or yeah. panic attacks coming. Yeah. And you know what? More and more and more we're seeing it. I mean, so much so that, you know, what's happening in our mainstream media is all you need to do is turn on your TV and there is a pill, potion and lotion for just about anything that's going on with you mentally right now. And, you know, this is really a reflection of a group consciousness. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Friedman Chubb is in the house. You know, so when we come back, we're going to talk about the relationship between that inner child and the ego. You know, it's really fascinating, Dr. Friedman. Uh, you know, in the years that I've been doing this, uh, and, and even before that, the ego has really gotten a bad rap. I can't wait to hear what you've got to say about it. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Because baby, now we got bad blood. You know, it used to be mad love. So take a look what you've done. Because baby, now we got Artie Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877-ANGEL-02. And visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic disease. It's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lime Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones, travel the world, live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. 
Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you here. But most importantly, it's great to have Dr. Friedman Schaub joining me here today. Before we kind of go on and talk about the the idea of the inner child and the ego, um, can we take a minute and just make sure folks know, first of all, how they can get a copy of the Fear and Anxiety Solution. Also, what uh, what a free uh, phone consultation with you is about. Um, and then how they can get a hold of you directly. Uh, well, the book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, that actually also uh, contains uh, quite a few uh, chapters on the inner child and how to connect and how to help that uh, part of you to release fear and outgrow these survival patterns can be purchased either on the website, thefearandanxietysolution.com, or Amazon or any kind of major uh, bookstore and outlet. Uh, if you are interested in working on this individually in breakthrough sessions that I'm offering, you can uh, schedule a free phone consultation or a Skype consultation. I'm literally working with people all over the world uh, via Skype or the phone. And the simplest way to do this is just to email uh, my assistant at info, I-N-F-O, at thefearandanxietysolution.com. And uh, she will set you up and uh, give you more information on what that all entails. Oh, it's great. Um, and also, you know, as we're looking at, you, you know, some of the things that you're putting together, you also do webinars, you do a number of different things. So there are a lot of different ways for people to work with you. Uh, right, Dr. Freeman? Yes, yes. And uh, there will be also uh, very soon in probably just 10 days, a, a brand new website coming out. Uh, mm -hmm. The fear and anxiety solution dot com had a major facelift. And uh, so check it out should be up at October 1st excellent well we're going to check it out uh, and you, you know certainly we're looking forward to you now too stepping forward and also doing something a bit different you know life is changing things are changing and you know adapting is really an interesting word and so here we are in a conversation about the inner child right and, you know, before the break, I said, well, Dr. Friedman, the inner child, okay, ego, uh, both of these, these phrases, both of these ideas about ourselves have really taken a bad rap in decades and decades and decades. And so, okay, what's the difference between the inner child and the ego? You know, personally, <laughs> I believe that the ego and the inner child are very, very 
closely related and in many ways one and the same, especially when we are talking about the ego that may drive us to get recognition that wants to somehow, you know, get people to like you, the ego that says, what's in it for me? I want, you know, more of that. I mean, what is that other than a part inside of us that just always felt maybe you know not nurtured enough or not really acknowledged enough or pushed aside the ego is a wounded child in so many ways it's acting from that place and the worst you can do with a wounded child is to demonize it and basically telling it you know you either go away or you shut up you're certainly not you know right you know we should ignore the ego we should outgrow the ego it's a terrible incongruency we are creating inside of us and and ultimately you know maybe it's possible at some point to really transcend the ego but what you left behind is then all the gifts and all the beautiful resources of the inner child because that is also then somewhere behind you and and i don't want to leave my child behind i want to certainly try to integrate it and give it what it needs but give it what it needs in ways that it actually learns to trust and not always feel like it needs to battle with the adult and uh, and that's what we are creating when we are labeling these uh, patterns that maybe be self-defeating at times i mm-hmm. agree with that but these patterns are not inherently bad or you know ego driven flaws they are simply messages from deep inside of our subconscious that something still needs our attention you know i don't know about you but i will tell you that sometimes i can't see the forest for the trees meaning that i've always looked to go get some help especially when i am so knee deep and stuck in whatever that thing is and you know this a little bit dr friedman i mean the whole crust busting idea that started what close to uh uh, you know, what was it, close to 13, 14 years ago, which became the radio show early on, was because I was so stuck and I saw myself sitting on a couch and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I am so crusted over, I can't even move. And mm-hmm. and so I would love for you to talk about this because my most of the time for me, and I don't think I'm different, I have not been able to get out of my own way around my inner child and my ego by myself. Well, I think that can be a problem. And the problem has to do, A, that nobody really teaches us, <laughs> uh, you know, how to deal with the inner child. And especially if we didn't really have great role models of parents, well, how do you know to de- how to deal with a child? You know, this is uh, mm-hmm. something that uh, can be hard. What surprises me uh, on that line is that uh, often people that did have real hard times with their parents and they do have a very active and, uh, you know, challenged inner child can still be amazing parents because they do everything just the opposite. They just do really everything that they know had hurt them and tried to avoid that from uh, from happening to their own children. So the problem is just how can we do this for ourselves? And I think that's where 
you know, people often are stumped that they, they feel like, well, I, I can say all the right things to my own children. I can be all loving and kind and compassionate to them. But when it comes to myself, I just treat me exactly like my father and my mother were treating me. And, uh, and that's where having a, a third person in play can be very helpful, just someone who can guide you through that maze of your past and your mind and, and help you to reconnect, reconnect with yourself, reconnect with your inner child, and also teach you ways how to communicate with this child. But see, one thing that I can tell you, what I, what I find is what we all can do right away is to just pull out a picture from your old photo albums and really look at the child that you feel right now is the most you know on the surface you know you may remember yourself as an awkward teenager who never wanted to talk uh, you know with boys or girls and and always felt a little bit different or you may remember yourself as that latchkey kid that already at the age of eight had to come home and basically entertain uh, itself and you know make itself a little bit something to eat because you know the parents were at work and you remember that loneliness and that feeling of you know being afraid that you know every sound in the room may have meant uh, may have meant you know there is a burglar in the house you may remember that your feelings that you have now frequently come to the, that come to the surface maybe the feeling of you know not being lovable not fitting in not being safe can be traced back to those times. And when you look at this, and this is often what my clients are doing, they look at old pictures and they can see in the eyes of the child in those pictures, the pain or the fear or the insecurity or how hard they try to smile, but how inside is a deep sadness. They can see it in those pictures and in that moment, they can actually feel a greater sense of compassion then we're you know, just imagining the inner child as some kind of a concept that we cannot really that much relate to. So having this visual can really open a door and make you actually feel like more inclined to say, you know, I, I feel like there is still something inside of me that feels exactly that way. And if that little girl or that little boy is in my heart, I want to make sure that I listen and then compassionately give that part of me what it needs. Because that compassion and that love is the ultimate healing tool that the inner child requires from us. Well, and you know, when we come back from break, let's talk about this, because when we talk about healing, there must be a wound. Uh, and you know, and part of what you just talked about is being able to connect with that part. You know, what is it about, you know, some of our woundedness that does require probing, understanding, or even getting underneath our subconscious? That's what Dr. Friedman Schaub does and does so well. When we come back, we're going to talk about what are some of the things in life that, you know, show up, maybe things that keep us addicted, maybe things that prevent us from living the life we want maybe things that prevent us from getting the jobs we want. How about having the love of our lives? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Sky Siegel 
Co-host one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers with Artie Hoffman, as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Tune in to Prescience Life Radio with host Mia Simone. Mia is devoted to sharing her extensive knowledge on the invisible worlds of energy. Join Mia and discover the science of intuition and connect with your greatest gift. Start living in your potential today and every day by opening up to the power of inner knowledge. To learn more about Mia, visit presciencelife.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Are you feeling broken from your relationships? Are you second-guessing yourself about friends, family, and lovers? Tune in to the hit show that's creating a buzz in the love-seeking community. Love Seeker Radio, finding love for your authentic self with renowned love coach Heather Lynn. Tired of dissatisfying relationships? Kiss them goodbye and power up your love-seeker energy. Coach Heather Lynn reminds you that you can just be you, the beautiful and perfect you. Visit HeatherLynnCoaching.com to learn more. Dr. Linda Salvin, metaphysical master, now bringing insight and metaphysical abundance to your living room with her spirit-filled candle line, Wicks of Wisdom. Dr. Linda's unique formulations of pure and powerful herbs, oils, and essences can assist you in love, luck, finances, health, and more. Wait till you experience the power of Wicks of Wisdom. Find out how these amazing candles can help you. See them now and order yours at lindasalvin.com or call 888-509-1077. Girl, you don't want it. I want to want it. And if you want it, girl, you know got it, got it. There's nothing I know. I want it to. I want it to. Just to get Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, Dr. Friedman Schaub, the fear and anxiety solution.com is the website. I know we got a lot to cover in this segment and I just, you know, I I just want to turn this over to you so that folks can get some help about, you know, what is it about the inner child, the woundedness that we can, we can heal and how do we do it? I think, uh, you know, when we just have the awareness of first of all, the, the patterns we just, you know, talked about the patterns that basically display a certain kind of 
immature anxiety, insecurity, not lovability and so on inside of us. And we are actually stepping away from it for a moment and not seeing this as our identity or our truth but seeing it simply as, okay, there is a part of me that is still somehow living in the past, the part of me that still sees me as this small, helpless child that uh, basically doesn't have the tools or doesn't have the foundation to really move through this life. When we realize there is a part of us that just needs to be reconnected with, then there is already like a just a relief happening because you don't feel like you're, you know, you're fighting yourself. You're realizing it's about a healing. It's about a, a growing. It's about a re-educating. Now, as you are wanting to connect more deeply to the inner child, and I said just uh, the part with, you know, looking at a picture, listen also to your thoughts. Be aware of that there are thoughts coming up that at times may be sounding like the thoughts of a child. You know, is it okay? What if they don't like me? What if uh, nobody comes? You know, things like that that just are, you know, feeling from a place of great vulnerability. And sometimes you may hear also voices that sound like your, you know, angry father or the critical mother inside of you, a voice that, you know, feels judgmental or beating you down. And then you also know, well, that's just the echo of that, what happened to the inner child. And the inner child is replaying the tape to make sure that you are on your toes, that this doesn't happen to you again, that you're watchful. So when we see all those things and we also know, okay, now there is a, there is actually a communication and we need to answer. We need to uh, basically clarify the confusion. We need to counterbalance the negative thoughts, but we need to do this from the heart. We cannot just do this in the head. We cannot just go into an inner debating club. And so just starting an inner communication, imagining that you're sitting somewhere with your child and you're actually speaking and responding to concerns negative thoughts don't have to be statements they can just be questions of is it okay and you're answering them all of those things are very helpful but what is important is your role as the adult and that's often overlooked as the adult you need to be trustworthy if mm -hmm. you are acting in untrustworthy ways where you're saying oh yeah i'm going to talk to the inner child every day and tomorrow you forget about it if you're saying you're absolutely right, I don't binge drink and drive this weekend again because that scares my inner child and you do it again. Right. If you're saying, oh, no, I don't go out and pick up a man in a bar, but you do it again, then you're acting in ways that the inner child doesn't have any trust and you are creating a bigger gap between yourself and that vulnerable part. Or if you're saying, oh, I'm going to be really positive to myself and I'm going to be really like, you know, upbeat and appreciate myself. And the next morning you look in the mirror and you say, I hate my belly. I hate oh. how I look. I'm so old. It's again, all this anger and all the self-hatred is creating not a relationship of trust, not a relationship of love, but it's creating again an, a fear and a disconnect from the inner child because you have to realize the inner child is your vulnerable self. It's a part of you that takes everything personally. So how you act as an adult 
is also influencing the inner child and whether it feels safe, it can trust you, it feels close to you, which then eventually will make it actually just be more at ease and more quiet, or whether it feels like uncomfortable within you and just almost wants to leave you because you know you're not really a safe person to be with so that's an important aspect to look at as well yeah because that is true i mean you know we start to act in the outer world in ways that our inner child absolutely believes that oh my gosh we are going to be in trouble now i mean and you by just listing some of those things it's really really important to get to get a level of awareness you know what would you say to folks and i know we got a couple of minutes here what would you say to folks to help them become more aware of you know when when our inner child is trying to get our attention well, I think emotions are very important here. Yeah. And, you know, we just mentioned how, uh, you know, our sometimes self-destructive behavior is rattling up the the fear and the survival mode of the inner child. And uh, this very much happens when people have been reckless with themselves and all of a sudden they are waking up with a panic attack mm-hmm. or they are feeling this enormous sense of guilt and depression after doing something that they know wasn't really good for them. That is one way of that inner child to, you know, basically say, hey, stop, this doesn't feel safe. Now, anything that you feel is coming from a, you know, self-protective mode is probably coming from the inner child. And I'm talking about the self-protective modes that you already have experienced from your childhood. So when you're feeling like, oh, I'm going into protecting myself by being very vigilant, or I'm going and protecting myself by just staying in the background and not interacting with anyone, or I'm going into self-protective mode by being really intense and needing to be the best in the office and meaning make sure that you know my colleagues are not beating me all of those you know intense feelings and drives that seem kind of out of place and uh, seem like almost draining your energy they do come from the inner child and you can be aware of it okay rather than reacting to these emotions and just doing the same thing i already did when i was you know young i need to stop myself i need to go inside i need to get an adult perspective on that and say, no, this is not really necessary. These people are safe. These colleagues are my friends. It's not a competition. Let's just create a new set of perspectives and values on that, but not just in the head, but through communicating with this inner child. And this can take sometimes, you know, a few months to do this. You cannot just expect the child to be like a light switch that you can turn off and all is good. No, you have to really see this as a re-educating and also reintroducing process, reintroducing to a world that is different, you know, a world that is not as, you know, scary and overwhelming uh, that it was maybe when you were little. You yeah. are an adult. You have learned a lot. You have a whole, you know, way of uh, moving through life, and and the inner child needs to catch up with that. But you need to introduce yourself as such, and uh, and really live accordingly. Thank you so much, Dr. Friedman Schaub, everybody. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Please go ahead and uh, get a hold of him for your free consultation. Also, go to thefearandanxietysolution.com. And remember, live life full out. We'll see you next time. Try to swim against, 
mit 